2: Hey, my friends, I want to let you all know that my very first book, The Path of an Eagle, How to Overcome and Lead, after being knocked down, is now available for pre-order. I'll make sure the link is available in the show notes below. All right, my friends, let's do the show. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Are you a bear, lion, or wolf? As I found out, I am a lion. And what this has to do with is your sleep type. And did you know that understanding your sleep type could in fact change your life? If you are someone that struggles to fall asleep, even stay asleep, or even find yourself exhausted during the day, then my guest today is going to help all of us learn how to sleep better. My guest is Olivia Arizolo, and she is Australia's leading sleep expert. She's a speaker, she's an author, she's a coach, and she's an advisor as well. She's studied for nine years. Her qualifications include a Bachelor of Social Science in Psychology, A certificate in sleep psychology, Diploma of Health Science, Nutritional Medicine, and a certificate 3 plus 4 in fitness. Olivia's expertise has been solicited for global brands such as Google, Ikea, Sealy, Posterpedic. I can imagine so because Sealy is a sleep brand or provides sleep products and, of course, Fitbit who have shared her science-based sleep strategies to the media, consumers, and employers alike. On the media landscape, Olivia has been featured in Forbes, has a popular column in Australia's leading uh, health media platform, Body and Soul, and is a regular speaker on live TV shows including Sunrise, The Today Show, and Studio 10. And lastly, Olivia has a best-selling book called Bear, Lion, or Woof, which is now published in 10 countries in 8 languages as well, seeing her mission to help individuals feel their best inside and out via sleep, going global. And Olivia is someone who is independent, she's idealistic, she's intelligent, she's hardworking, ambitious and spiritual and you're definitely going to get a lot out of that in this conversation today, of course, with the benefits of sleeping better, of course, all the strategies and everything like that. I, for one, uh, found out that a lion loves to get up early and goes to bed early. Uh, So once again, I am unique that way. That is my sleep type. We do touch on the different types of uh, sleep types during this conversation as well. This is only part one. Sadly, we had to end the conversation early, but don't, well, yeah, don't fret. We'll, we'll bring up the conversation again for part two around August or September around that time. So keep an eye out for part two where we will dive further into sleep and understanding all things, how we can better sleep because in reality, we all need it. Why? It helps us. For whatever reason, it really just helps us. And I love my sleep too. So help Olivia and Go support in her incredible work by getting a copy of a brand new book, Bear, Lion or Wolf. It is available everywhere books are sold. I have linked it in the show notes below for you to go and do that. Go uh, to get a copy that is also my very first book the path of an eagle how to overcome and lead after being knocked down is now available for pre-order in australia and the u.s links for that will, will be in the show notes below so all my aussie friends get on it <laughs> if you want that is um i would be incredibly grateful if you guys did that too So my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to learn how we can sleep better and why we in fact sleep in the first place and learn more about our sleep types as we journey into this story box today and listen to the incredible wisdom, the advice and the stories of none other than Olivia Arizolo.
0: Thank you for that warm, warm welcome. I am feeling very welcomed, yes. How are you today?
2: I'm doing very well. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. How did you sleep last night?
2: I had a good night's sleep. I actually took down my bed and had the mattress just on the floor and I loved it. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I felt like I was more grounded, believe it yeah. or not. Yeah.
0: Very interesting.
2: Yeah. So do you do you advise people to actually have a, a higher bed or do you advise them to just have like a mattress on the floor? Is there any sleep signs in sleeping on the floor? Is it good for us? That sort of thing. Didn't know we we're gonna start off here, but here we go.
0: Yeah, no, this is a good good place to start. Um there has been research that has found if you have lower back pain or chronic back pain, that a medium firm mattress is the best rather than a firm mattress. Um, sleeping on the floor, some people, you know advocate for it I personally wouldn't it's our mattresses are designed to relieve pressure points and to support our the alignment of our spine um you know especially if you are a side sleeper which is majority of us that's going to be a lot of pressure on a very small area of your body and could lead to you know shoulder pain and you you know your neck being out of alignment your spine being out of alignment that's going to leave you tossing and turning would so yeah i don't really recommend sleeping on the floor and but the difference between having your mattress higher or lower i think that's just a preference thing i don't i don't see any evidence regarding it's being beneficial or not beneficial so that tells me it doesn't there's not a great difference at all
2: so it's more the mattress strength, whether it's a yeah. hard mattress. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. Not necessarily yeah. ele- the elevation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that, I think that's more
2: of an aesthetic thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so too. That makes a lot of sense. Now, here you go, Mum. You can listen to that back and say, it's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You heard yeah. it
2: first from a sleep expert, but um, anyway, Olivia, I wanted to ask you why of all things did you want to become a sleep expert? I mentioned in the intro, you spent nine years of study, which is no small amount of time to be studying. Why choose sleep?
0: Mm, sleep chose me. Hmm. That's that's really how I feel about it because I was in. So I did all I did all my degrees, and then I was I was doing coaching in lots of areas, and I was you know I think anyone in the wellness space knows especially when you're starting out, like it's really hard to break through and to, you know, get clients to get, you know, if you want to start working with brands, to, you know, to be unique, to be different. There's so many, you know, there's so many personal trainers, there's so many nutritionists, there's so many mindset coaches. And so I was doing all of these things and then I had some sleep clients and then my sleep clients got really good results really fast. And I started telling people about it. And every second person was like, help me, help me, help me. And I'd been circulating in the, in the wellness space for, you know, a good like five years doing coaching and personal training, things like that. And it was always a push. And then all of a sudden, as soon as it was a it was sleep, there was so much pull. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it from a brand perspective. I thought, okay, if I have a sleep related brand, who's like a good advocate that I would want to, you know, promote my, promote my range, you know, somebody who's relatable and personable and young and, you know, can talk to the mainstream market. And I was like, I really don't know anyone. And I did some research and admittedly there, there is some others, but they don't, okay, you've you've got two spectrums. You've got people who are like super qualified. You've got like doctors. That's not me. I'm not trying to be a doctor. That, that's okay. Yep. And then you've got people who are more like mindfulness teachers who don't have any scientific backing and they talk about sleep in mindfulness and just sleep in other areas. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, so You, you don't want somebody who's like super qualified because they don't, that's, they're not relatable. They don't understand. Like, I just don't feel like they're that, yeah, you don't, you don't feel they're relatable when, when you see them on, you know, TV or whatever, but then also you don't want the relatable one who's got no academics. Well, at least I personally wouldn't, you know, I'm maybe I'm just too judgmental. <laughs> but, you know, if somebody's gonna going to, you know, tell me, oh, this is the way to do things, okay, okay, well, where's your, you know, where's your profession behind it? Where's your education behind this? And so I saw this this gap. And I thought, okay, A, the people are really needing sleep help. I know that clear. But then also from a brand perspective, I was like, I, I think there's a gap of sleep expert, yeah. and um, and so I quickly emerged into the space, and then it really just unfolded. Like my first partnership was Sealy Orthopedic, my second one was IKEA. Like they just popped into my email box, like, you know, like, hey, we'd we'd love to talk to you about representing our brand. I'm like ikea like silly you know like what (laughs) so this is what i mean like i feel like sleep picked me because for so long i was just like i just want to help i want to help Mm -hmm. you guys feel amazing inside it out whether that's personal training or nutrition or mindset or sleep whatever i just i just want to help you feel great yeah and then all of a sudden i did sleep and everyone's like help me sleep and i was like oh okay yeah so i feel like it was very organic. And then since then, you know, that was 2018. Um, and it's just really evolved, you know, since like, um, I started, you know, writing with a lot of platforms because I'd been engaged with a lot of journalists throughout just my wellness, um, you know, academics and wellness experience. Um, and, you know, then like a few months, I think it was in 2019, like Daily Mail picked up one of my stories and started, you know, writing. I started collaborating with them. And that was really funny because I don't read like tabloids, like I write for tabloids and I write material, but I don't necessarily read a lot of, you know, like the magazines or whatever. And it was funny because all of my friends in the wellness space, they're like, how'd you get on Daily Mail? I'm like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? They just emailed me. I don't know. I just, you know, they just emailed me. To help them out. It was fun. They're like, can you help me get on Daily Mail? I was just like, yeah, probably, you know. And so I had connected a few friends, but it just, the it happened like all the time. And I was like, I feel like Daily Mail is like kind of big. And then did some research. I'm like, oh, one of the latest platforms in the world. Right. Yeah. About that. <laughs> it's like that. And then just like a lot of, you know, partnerships, like I did a, um, a campaign with um, you know, Fitbit, which was like one of their global campaigns. And then I think six months later, a global campaign with Samsung and, you know, tempur the mattress company. And like, you know, then a few months, then then I think a year later, my pub book publisher, again, just emailed me out of the way like, hey, have you thought about writing a book? And I was like, yeah, I've just been really busy doing other things, but always keen to do it for sure. And they're like, let's chat. And I was like, sure. <laughs> So it was just, has really just evolved um, organically. So yeah, this is why I feel like sleep picked me.
2: Hmm. I like that. But story. I also,
0: uh, thank you. But I also will say that um, it's actually quite funny that I'm a sleep expert because I am really good at sleeping and I don't necessarily need a lot of sleep, but I do go to bed quite early. And so like I've been known to be like legitimately at a nightclub. And I'll just, I haven't, it's not that like I drink, but not, you know, nothing crazy. And it's not that I'm, you know, black, white girl wasted falling asleep because I'm passing out. I just occasionally just, you know, uh, you know, I feel like I just, I would, I feel like a bit of a nap and, you know, strategic disco nap. And then I'll, you know, I'll come back and I'll just be sitting on the couches and having a nap. My friend's like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, what, just having a nap, <laughs> <laughs> like in the middle of a nightclub.
2: Are you one of those people that can sleep anywhere at any time?
0: Um, When tired, yes. So you mentioned you're a lion chronotype. I'm a lion as well, which means I get up really early. And so, you know, like between, I like to get up between five and six. So by the time it gets to like 11, 12, one, I'm I'm super I'm cooked. Like yeah. I, I want to go to sleep. I'm very tired. But sometimes I really want to also stay out. So it's like, how am I gonna manage this?
2: It's that that toss up, right? Like I, I'm very much the same. I don't really go out too much at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if my a lot of my friends, they always ask me to come out and stay out late, but I'm like, yeah, nah. Sorry, not gonna nah. happen.
0: Cause it's gonna mess with your routine.
2: Yeah. Right. And my my sleep, then I need my sleep. Like I need at least seven to eight hours of good quality sleep in order for me to be able to function. And because I'm running a podcast and I'm up at seven doing an interview with someone from mm-hmm. the States, I've yeah. got to be switched on. And if I'm not switched on and I'm tired, I, I find myself losing in the middle of the conversation. I lose my train of thought a lot easier. I'm like, yeah, that was because I had a late night the night before, not good. Yeah. <laughs> not a good look for my audience or for my no. guests either. No. But anyway. But that's,
0: that's what happens when you lack sleep. You, it impairs the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for decision-making, judgment, attention, concentration. You know, when when we sleep less than five hours, productivity decreases by four times. You mm-hmm. know, so that that means that a normal task takes four times as long. So you trying to you know schedule an in- interview, which would usually you know, you might take ten minutes to do it. That's going to take you forty minutes.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Mis-
0: mistakes. You know, there was a Sleep Health Foundation report that found twenty nine percent of all workplace errors were responsible, were direct directly attributed attributed to fatigue. Mm. You know, it's. It's not a it's not a surprise that that's what happens to you because the brain needs to sleep. You know there's also a buildup of a neurotoxin called beta amyloid with insufficient sleep that the longer you have sleep depth, the more these this sticky protein in the body, so in the brain builds up. Um, over time, what that what that sticky protein does is lead to Alzheimer's disease. Wow. These the plaques of the of this neurotoxin, beta amyloid, are a hallmark of the disease. What's you know, sleep debt? Sorry?
2: What's sleep debt for those people that don't sleep know? Sleep
0: debt. Sure. So um everyone. 95% of the population need seven to nine hours. If you're if you're sleeping less than seven to nine hours, you've got to sleep debt. Wow. Yeah. And you think you can just, you know, repay it over the weekend. Oh, but you know, I'll just catch up over the weekend. No. It doesn't work like that. Your brain, you're going to struggle to function that next day. And then you're probably going to take caffeine to Mm. cope and then you're probably going to be craving sugar and using that to cope as well and the interesting thing about caffeine is when you are sleep deprived you have a dysfunction in the brain region called the hpa axis which which is the scent which is the region to control the release of adrenaline and cortisol And so what happens is when you're sleep-deprived, you release more cortisol and more adrenaline after caffeine than you usually would if you were well-rested. So when you have your coffee, you're more likely to become anxious, jittery, wired, and you're more likely to be unable to sleep that night.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: So this sleep that... But what about those people that say, "Oh, I don't need seven to eight hours. I'm fine on on five to four hours of sleep. Like I just can't fall asleep." What would you say to those people? So
0: I'd say that five percent of the population is very, very small. That's ninety. That's so. That's there's a ninety five percent chance that's not you. And I'd also say that as i mentioned before the prefrontal cortex controls judgment you don't know how sleep deprived you are and how you're performing because you can't assess your behavior properly you can't make rational decisions you might think you're doing well but actually in terms of the research it would indicate that you're not
2: so how do you know if you're actually in that 5% category officially?
0: <laughs> so you would have to actually sleep sufficiently and see the difference and, you know, start a sleep diary. I guess this is something I would get some of my sleep clients to do, you know, how many hours of sleep did I get? How long did it take me to fall asleep? Um, how many times did I wake through the night? If they're wearing like a wearable, then, you know, what was my sleep efficiency? And then also their daytime symptoms. How refreshed was I upon waking? How mentally clear was I upon waking? How how easy was it for me to concentrate? How anxious did I feel throughout the day? How energized did I feel throughout the day? See, if you use these metrics consistently over time, what you you'll start to notice is there's a trend yeah. and there, there's relationships but right now most people don't track anything they just assume that they're fine on you know low, lower levels but then also i know that majority of people at some point in their life experience periods of anxiety depression you know i know that just in through general conversation I always overhear, and I think I'm sensitive to it, I always overhear people, I'm tired, or I'm just so foggy today.
1: You know?
2: And that's because of lack of sleep?
0: Yeah. Well, if you look at the, that's one of the main attributes for sure. If yeah. you look at the, if you look at the stat, there was a 2022 study that found Aussies on average sleep 6.4 hours so that's the average. That means that there's people below the average,
2: which is not good.
0: No, six point yeah. four hours. That's not a lot.
2: Yeah, it's increasing the rate of mental health problems in society, along with the other issues that go on with people's health. It and is, yeah. the the first thing that goes usually, Olivia, and I find this very fascinating the first thing that goes is our sleep and it shouldn't be, it should be like the last thing that goes. And I'm like, why do we not see sleep as so important for our optimal level of health? Yeah. Like why in the world, why do we sleep in the first place? Why do we need it? Yeah. And how can we help people to value it more?
1: Yeah.
0: This is a question that I ask myself too. <laughs> I think, I think though it's it's culturally perceived as this dormant activity that you that just does isn't that important. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, I just, you know, I'll just be right, get a few man. hours. Yeah, yeah, it should be right. she should be right. But all right, think about think about the impact of sleep when, you know, when we when we have when we lose one hour of sleep through daylight savings. Yeah. So you, you think that sleep isn't important. And then you realize that losing just one hour of sleep through daylight savings, heart attacks increase by 26%. Then, when we go back, when we fall back into reverse daylight savings, heart attacks decrease by 26%.
2: <laughs> that is weird. <laughs>
0: You know, (laughs) like this isn't, this isn't like a game. No. You know, this isn't like, oh yeah, sure. Like this is our lives we're playing with, you know, all over insufficient sleep increases the risk of all, all mortality. You know, there's, if you plot it on a chart, there's a direct correlation between the, the length of your life, and the amount of sleep you will get. Less sleep, less less
2: life. Do you need, so, as you get older, do you need more sleep or less or the same amount? So old
0: adults actually, actually need seven to eight hours, um, but then that's like the plus 65 group. Yep. So majority of us need seven to nine hours but we need good quality sleep as well. And, you know, I think I, I think, you know, outside of what I've mentioned about, you know, heart attacks, which is obviously, obviously meaning that sleep is fundamental for our cardiovascular health. Yeah. Um, in, you know, addition to that, there's a hormone called growth hormone. 70% of that is produced in slow wave sleep. That's the key hormone responsible for cellular repair and rejuvenation. That's exactly why when you wake the next day after a lack of sleep, you feel exhausted. Yeah. Um, Beta amyloid, the neurotoxin that builds up. Again, there's a direct correlation how much sleep you lose versus how much that neurotoxin builds up. Only after one night, it will increase by 5%. You know, there was it was really interesting. You know that uh politician Margaret Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Who used to proclaim, I only need five hours, four hours of sleep. Do you know what she uh what one of the reasons that she passed or well, what happened to her in older in older age? She had Alzheimer's.
2: Mm.
0: Many There's many other cases that I could bring to the light around that as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you might not have Alzheimer's, but you may definitely be experiencing the effects of those, of that neurotoxin that builds up, such as memory loss, brain fog, lack of mental clarity and inability to focus, difficulty remembering things. No. I think people though, they don't value sleep because they recognize these things, but they think they can just get around it by having caffeine, having sugar, catching up on it over the weekend. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like an, of great importance, yeah. but I feel like you need to ask yourself, you know, how do I want to feel every day? You no. Know? Do I want to feel foggy? Do I want to feel struggle to pay attention? Is that how I want to show up to the world? Is that how I want to show up in myself? Do I want to be irritable, anxious? You know, it's our choice whether how much space we give sleep and it's our choice how much space we give the other things in our life that cut out our sleep, be it our social life or our work or you know, watching Netflix or catching up on all social media. You know, it's like, why is that so important? What about your well being? What about feeling your best? Because what actually you'll find is the less you invest in getting validation from those things, you know, like, and the excitement of, you know, watching Netflix or, you know, catching up on social media, the less you're attached to that and the more you're just attached to just grounding and just being your best self and honouring the the practices that allow you to be your best self. That's when you start to feel alive. That's when you start to feel your best. Yeah. It's not when you've, you know, spent a whole day watching TV or a whole night, you know, watching a series of TV. I didn't even own a TV. My grandma gave one. They gave me one. I gave it back.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't drink caffeine or coffee or anything like that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very mindful of what it does to my body and, and what it can do to a lot of other people's bodies at the same mm-hmm. time. And then I get off before I go to bed, I get off TV, get off phones about an hour before, and then I'll just lie in bed for about an hour until I fall asleep. And then usually looking up at the ceiling or I'll think and then just drift off to sleep. And the next morning I wake up, 4 a.m., here we go. Let's, let's do it. Um, I wanted to finish off with, with this, Olivia, because I know you, you've got to go in a second. But uh, someone's chronotype, so bear, lion, wolf, how does someone find their chronotype firstly and what are the differences between all three? More than happy
0: to finish on this one. Um, the best way to find your chronotype is go to my website. I have a quiz. Um, it's called chronotype quiz. I'm pretty creative as you can see with names. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, basically you've got three chronotypes, which before I get into them, a chronotype is just your, Innate preference to sleep and wake at a particular time. That's so you, it reflects your circadian rhythm. At its most basic, that's what it predicts. So basically, are you an? People might have heard of you know an early bird or a night owl like that. Yep. But then there's also which an early bird correlates with a lion, ones that up early. A night owl correlates with a wolf, the ones that love to stay up late. And then there's this big middle section called bears. Mm. Um so outside of the difference in sleep wake timings um you also have personality differences so for example lions are very health conscious typically mm. they like routine <laughs> it's funny because you and I were talking about routine before this before this show, and yep. <laughs> we're both lions. We love our routines. Um, risk adverse. Yeah, um, that's
1: true.
0: But, yeah, known as good influence. Uh, outside of that, very strategic, analytical. Um, yeah, often leaders of the team. So that's a lion. Then you've got bears. Bears are like the cogs in the wheels. They get shit done. Sorry, mm-hmm. they get, they move the parts. <laughs> um, basically, they are more happy to be, they're very humble, very reliable, they're the doers of society. You give them a job, they'll do it. Yeah. Bears are just, just get done what needs to get done. They don't take fusses. They don't, you know, they don't question. They just follow directions very well. Um, They're also very team oriented. So you put a bear in a team and they're, you know, be it for work or home or relationship, really motivated. Um, Then you've got the wolves. Now wolves are really social, creative characters. They're often um, artists, you know, be it like a musician or a A painter, or a writer, or um, you know, a content creator in this day and age, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and they're the ones that love staying up super, super late, and they find that they love to entertain, they love to be the life of the party, um, but can often be sleep deprived, so they can often feel quite anxious and depressed and flat and they technically have the most health problems because they technically sleep the least. Yeah. So that's a very brief overview. And I think, um, you know, before we do go, I think it's important to just mention, you know, the importance of knowing your chronotype is because for when you're, you're doing sleep strategies, you don't just want to do any generic sleep strategies. The best results are going to be when you are using the sleep strategy specific for your chronotype. And there are specific timings that are associated with each, um, with each chronotype. So for example, a bear should go to, sorry, a lion should go to bed around 10. Great for lions, it aligns with a circadian rhythm. Whereas a wolf should go to bed around 11. At the earliest, they shouldn't go to bed at ten because it's too far from their natural circadian preference. And they're going to find that if they do go to bed at ten, they're going to be more anxious and alert because they're going to be laying in bed being super awake,
1: yep. and it
0: just doesn't correlate with their um, with their natural rhythms.
2: Mm. I'm going to have to bring you, bring you back on so we can continue this conversation. <laughs>
0: I would love I have that. So I would love
2: many that. more questions for you and we dive deeper I, I into think, further topics.
0: I think we could talk for a long time. Oh, uh, 100% we can.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 100% we can. But thank you so much for, the, for this conversation, Olivia. Uh, until next time. I really do appreciate Pleasure. it.
0: Sounds great.
2: I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you And don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then.
1: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.